Welcome back, AP family. This is Doris Eckert again with the Asia Pacific Leadership Podcast. We have a very special guest today with Jeff Hartensfeld. We have Nick Serban, and they're going to be discussing the AP regional theme and the never reached. So I would like to invite Jeff uh, and Nick to kick off the podcast. Hey, thanks, Doris. Um, just uh, really enjoyed this podcast over you know last couple months, and really glad that I'm here with uh, Nick. Um, Nick, you can tell I'm enjoying myself here. I I think I like talking more than I do writing, so it's just a whole lot easier. You know, I just say whatever comes to my mind. No, and, and that's <laughs> that's why I love being able to have conversations with you. You know, outside of just on the podcast, but uh, no, I I love you continuing to cast vision on this podcast and. People getting to hear your voice, I think, is really important. Yeah. But um, no, I wanted to kind of talk about the never reach. I think it's a, uh, it's it's more than a buzzword now. It's it's the theme. It's the focus of our movement with Asia Pacific, and uh, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more of your heart behind it. Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> I could pull some of the scripts from your videos, right? You know, it's not likes or please or right, know, right. percentages or please, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard your video so many times as I'm out in the churches. So, um, yeah, in some ways, it has become more than just a, a, a thing, you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's really in some ways become a little bit of a buzzword. Um, I was in uh, a meeting with Greg Mundus, and he's like, hammering the never reach, you know, right. talking about the never reached. And, That's awesome. And uh, Kevin Donaldson sends me a text message and says, are you paying him to talk about this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, you know, it is yeah. buzzing. I, I think even beyond um, HEWM circles, mm-hmm. I'm hearing more and more people, yeah. you know, use that that terminology, the, the never reached. Well, where did that come from originally? You know, I think it's be- it's always been kind of long um you know, resident inside of me in terms of theology, in terms of the way I'm thinking. Uh, you know, I would, I'd go back even, you know, a little bit, a little bit further. Um, you know, I've always had a, what I like to call, I, I like to look at the Great Commission in through a historical lens. Okay. So, so, you know, there's, I always like to say there's different lenses to the Great Commission. Right. Yeah. So, you know, one, you hear the everybody talk about unreached people groups, peoples with least access. You know, these are certain lenses. They are applying a least access lens right. to, the, to the unfinished task of, of world evangelism. Right. You know, the never reached puts a history lens on the Great Commission. So what do I mean by that? Well, you know, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus is on the Mount of Olives and he says to his disciples, okay, <laughs> take it from here. You yeah. know? And it was like everywhere they went was heathen, you know. <laughs> everywhere they went was, you know, people that hadn't heard the gospel. So, the, you know, the, the gospel emanated from there. Where are the places historically that have not yet heard the gospel. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that even like some of the places we hear about that are so lost, if you look back a thousand years, some of these places were the center of Christianity at that point in human history. Right. So the never reached is saying, all right, the whole world needs Jesus. <laughs> I talk about the circles of the never reached. The unsaved are those who haven't heard in their lifetime. The unreached are those who haven't heard in many generations. And the never reached are those who haven't heard in all of it's human one history. Step, it's one step further than that, yeah. 
it's just a, another level of, I don't know, I want to use the word difficulty, but another level of, of again, the, the historical completion, if it is for all peoples. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, where it's buzzing from. But, you know, I think where it started from me was, you know, when I served in Indonesia, I remember uh, our second, actually it was our first posting really where um, somebody put on my radar uh, in unreached at that time, they were call them unreached people group, uh, the Tingarese people hmm. near a volcano uh, called Bromo. And, uh, you know, I think I was most interested because it had been in the last hundred years that they had thrown people down inside of this oh, wow. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. so I'm like, oh, wow. Um, and uh, one of my missionary colleagues came to me and said, hey, somebody's gotten saved there. Hmm. And um, we started to go up there and be with this guy and be with the church. And it was like, no, this is historic. No, there is no Christian history of these people until now. Until now, yeah. And seeing the first people get baptized and the second and third churches get planted. Yeah. I, I was just like so pumped over that. Yeah. And then... I started looking around, you know, the country where I served, and I'm like, okay, there's 365 distinct ethnicities, and like 150 of them have no Christian history. Hmm. So where do I go next? Hmm. And so, you know, Liz and I planted churches among the Sasak, among the Bima, and even made an attempt to plant among the Bugis and Makassar. Hmm. So... Uh, you know, that has really where, I mean, in some ways, Never Reach kind of came from from my heart more than I picked it up from people, you know? Right. Right. Well, and going back to some of the previous podcasts with Doris talking about our vision, mission, values, all these things, you know, you talk about, we want to see Christ return. And in yeah. order to see that take place, we have to go to the places that are never reached. So how does our kind of our missiology and our, our vision kind of point to the never reached? Right. Well, for sure, when you talk about missiology, you know, it's kind of like, how do we complete our missiology is how are we completing, you know, this great commission? Um, I remember one of the missionaries came to me after I talked about the never reached in an area retreat. And and you have to remember, you know, our first, uh, when I came in, the theme was spend yourself. Mm. And it was a good theme. We had run it for six, seven years or something like that. And I just thought, well, you know, I'm a new RD and so (laughs) I'd like to have a different theme. But after I unpacked it one time, I remember... A missionary came up and said, hey, boy, the Never Reach, this is a great marketing uh, platform or, you know, this is great marketing to right. talk about it like right. this. And and I just kind of said to him, I said, this isn't great marketing. No, this is the front line of spiritual warfare. Yeah. You know, the enemy wants nothing more than to keep the peoples who've never heard in darkness. Yeah. Because his time clock ends when every person gathers around the throne. Like, and there before me was a great multitude, which no man could count or number. I'm quoting from John the Revelator. From every tongue, every tribe, and every nation. You know, when's the end going to come? That's the description of that end piece, you know? Right. So um, I, I think it's just using different language for a missiology that's been correct. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, for sure. And and when I think of, you know, the never reach, I think of the ends of the earth, you know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth, um, and that whole call and those, you know, even 
harder to reach places um, as, as we continue to move forward. But I, I, I really want to hit on like, do you, do you think that it's as a theme, as a focus, it's sort of disrupting things um, within our movement? Right. Well, for sure, it's disrupting things. You know, I, I've even had some of our own AGWM like friends and colleagues kind of say, you know, stop using that term. You know, right. we all agreed on unreached people groups. Right. Um, we've lost that term. Now, I know our listeners may not like me hear me say that. Um, where have we lost that term? Well, I'm in meeting after meeting after meeting where people get up and say, America's the third largest unreached people group in right. the world. No, right. we, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've all heard it. Yeah, yeah. They can't take the never reached from us. Exactly. Because I'd be like, oh, I'd like to research your town and I'll give you the names of 12 it's churches. About, it's about history. Yeah. It's about history. Yeah, it's so good. You know, Nick, where you served in Thailand, it's like Thailand statistically is just this place where I'm like, there's 5,440 sub-districts. Mm places with population centers of over 10,000 people that have never had a church in all of human history. Yeah. Never had a Christian. Never yeah. had a Christian in yeah. all of human history. Yeah. So, you know, this is, it is disrupting things because we've kind of taken a term away. Mm -hmm. And I guess, it, you know, it's like, can't we all get on the same page? Sure. The answer to that is probably not. <laughs> so therefore, we're carving out a new term and I like our theme because, you know, I think Spend Yourself helped us focus on us and helped us get our eyes on yeah. making sure we were okay. Yeah. We need to be focused on the loss now. Yeah. So many themes are, you know, it's about me. Well, some of those themes are good. It's not about us. Hmm. It's about the loss. And I want the themes of Asia Pacific to be not about us, but about the lost. And that needs that message needs to come out over and over again. Yeah. Well, as, as you think about, you know, AGWM as a whole, we think of, you know, reaching, planting, teaching, serving. Um, what, do you, what do you do if you're in Asia Pacific and you feel like you're not, you're, you're involved in, in church planning, but you don't necessarily see yourself connected to the never reached? You yeah. know, how, do you, how do you deal with that moving forward? You know, I think it is asking ourselves the question, you know, where... Where are the places that don't have a church? So if you're going to plan a church plant, I think conventional wisdom is, where can I go to a city where I can get Christians from other churches to join my church? Right. <laughs> right. You know, that's actually, um, that is the, if you go to church planting trainings right. here in the U.S., right. That that is the main. It's door hangers saying we're announcing a new church. Now they want lost to come, so I don't want to be disparaging. But ultimately, they're kind of hoping they'll skim some cream off the top and start there. Right. So I guess it is. I can't imagine that any of the countries in AP don't have at least some place. Yeah. Some town. Where you'd look and say, yeah, there's no church there. Mm. And that's where we should be prioritizing. Right. And so um, maybe you're not directly connected, but it has to be on your radar. Right. So that's what I would say is even if you're not directly connected, it has to be on your radar. So let's say, for instance, you're a Bible school teacher and you have these impressionable students who look up to you as a prof or as somebody teaching and say, right. so what should I do with my life? Right. Maybe the answer should be, 
Let's look at a map together. Yeah, the never reached. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the peoples in the places who've never heard? Yeah. And I, and I think the challenge with that is it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is just flat out hard. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite uh, church planters is uh, a guy named Marcus. Um, I'll just use his first name. I don't want to use his whole name because he's in one of those, you know, real sure. sensitive areas. But um, when Liz and I served in Indonesia, we were on one island and we... We were going to, there, there was another neighboring island, mm. 2.1 million people, no AG churches, and few other kinds of churches, but a big island with lots of towns and places and cities. And, you know, I I was going there to plant a church, went there to plant the church, and finally brought this couple with me. But, you know, I had to sit down with them and say, let me tell you something. This is going to be like planting on hard soil. Yeah. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to put the plow to the ground, turn it over, kick the rocks up, mm. and plant in soil that's never had seeds planted in. He's been there now since 1995. Wow. One of my early church, church plants. You know, they they had a they had a, an earthquake that knocked that destroyed their church and their home. Mm. Since been rebuilt, but destroyed both. So, I would Liz and I were the first ones they called when this whole earthquake knocked down their house. Right, right. I'm like, "Are you okay? Is your wife okay? Is your son? Uh, his name is Miracle, but they call him Rachel. I'm like, "Is Rachel okay? You know?" And he said, "Yeah, we weren't. It was Sunday night when this thing hit. We weren't home at the time." I'm like, "Where were you? Out planting another church wow. in a place." That doesn't have one. Yeah. And see, that's the heart and the spirit behind the never reached is it, it's a geography lens. See, yeah. this is another lens of the Great Commission. No, it's good. I, I've said all along, forget about all this unreached people group stuff. Let's just put a church in every geography on the planet that doesn't have one and we will complete the Great Commission. Right. I don't mean it seriously about forgetting the unreached because I know there's cultural, lang- linguistic issues, but sometimes yeah. we get so lost in that stuff. Right. Let's look at a map and let's plant a church. It makes it more simple because like you're saying, if we overcomplicate it, it paralyzes us from even moving forward with it. And so- So true. Yeah. And I would say, you know, what should we do, you know, as mm-hmm. as Asia Pacific uh, workers, um, if, if what do we, what's something that we can do about the never reached in our area? So, you know, I used to say this when I was a field chairman or, you know, field coordinator um, in Indonesia. Um, You know, I think we get busy with the work of the church. Hmm. So the work is valuable. We're we're translating curriculum. We're training people to go. Um, We may be pastoring an international church. I mean, there could be a children's ministry. It's all good, valuable, and building the kingdom. Yeah. But if you live in a country where there is a never-reached people group, just adopt them. Mm. Pray for them. Visit those places. Do something about it. I used to say to the missionaries, look, just pick one and do something about it. Mm. It may not, you may not feel like, I don't know if I can plant the church. You know, I I can tell you, I spent... 
I prayer walked so many places and cities that actually even never ended up with a church. Hmm. But we'd go to an island, a place, and just go and visit. You know, I I remember we were we were doing some trying to plant church among the Banjar people group in South Borneo. And first thing it is I looked at a map. And I noticed there were seven principalities, meaning seven cities along this southern route that went from the capital there was like to a to a lesser capital that was like at the end end. Got in a car. And I went to every single one of those places. I got out in every place and prayer walked the ground. Yeah. How lovely on the mountains are the feet mm. of those who bring the good news. Missionaries, if you would put your feet on the geography of the never reached, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen actually. Yeah. But that's a practical thing that they could do is make a visit. Yeah. Pray. Yeah. Meet some people. Yeah. Um, and we would often do that. And uh I got so many adventure stories. Right. <laughs> Just crazy stuff that would happen. Yeah. You know? Well, I even think about Jesus. You know, there's a story when he he crosses the Sea of Galilee and he right. comes upon all these tombs and there's a, a demon possessed man with legions. Right. And, you know, he Starts relationship with him, right? Cast the demons out, and then he's like, "Well, I want to come with you." Right? He's like, you know, trying to get in the boat with Jesus, and Jesus is like, "No, you have to stay." Right? And and you know, the the city didn't want Jesus there; he had to leave. And so sometimes there's, like you're saying, there's moments where you just you just go and you visit, and it creates opportunity for future impact or for testimonies to impact the lives of right. people there. Right? But yeah, I love it. And what a way to start a relationship. Yeah. My best friend in that town is a guy with a legion of demons. Right, you know? right. Like, oh, what a way to go. But you're right. He crossed over. He didn't know what was going to be on the other side. Um, I, I don't know if I should do like a, a missionary story here, but I'll, I'll maybe close with with, yeah. a, with an example. Um, <clears throat> this island that we, this my friend of mine, Marcus, said uh, planted a church on. He planted in um, the western the, the island was broken into three parts, western, central, and east. And as I was visiting the island, mentoring him and trying to help him build his church, and um, I, I was told by the local residents that no Christian existed in the eastern piece of that island. There was no believer, no church. And so, you know, to me, that was like a magnet. You know, it's right. like, I got to go there. Yeah. And so um, I remember going to that um, part of the island with a group, of course, mm. you know, overnighting in that principality, that main city. I mean, you want to talk about spiritual warfare at night. Mm. I, I don't know if I heard these words, but this is what I felt from the, the demonic powers. Yeah. Who are you, oh man, mm. to come here? We've controlled these people for millennia of time. We defy you. You're nothing. Mm. You know, I remember doing spiritual warfare all night long in my in my room, and I was like, and we were just we weren't in like a hotel, we were in like a, a just a homestay. Yeah. And and I said, I remember answering the, the the spiritual authorities that were attacking me. I said, "You're right, I'm nothing, hmm. but I stand with Christ. I stand with the Lord Jesus, who defeated you. Come on, on the cross. Yeah. With the word 
of the testimony and the blood of the lamb. You know, whenever you're going to do spiritual warfare, you don't get cocky with them. You just say, you're right, I'm nothing. Hmm. But Jesus is everything. Yeah. And um, we're in that city and we're looking for a Christian. We're walking around, we're prayer walking. And uh, I was with a group of Indonesians and um, they we, we found a guy who knew we were Christians and walking around. He goes, yeah. Um, they saw me and they go, there's a woman in a village a little west of here who had a vision of a tourist. Hmm. She's telling everybody I had a vision of a tourist. So we go to this village. We found it, you know. And we found this woman where she lived. We go to her, her door and I'm standing there all proud, like, you know, I was your vision. <laughs> you know, here I am. Yeah. And so I go, we knock at the door and this guy goes, you know, we heard this woman had a vision. She's like, right. you know, that's me. And it's like, no, you had a vision of a tourist. And she goes, she looks at me. She goes, he doesn't look anything like the guy I saw in my vision. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, no, it's not him. Hmm. So the guy I'm with then opens up his Bible, and in the back, he had one of those, like, pictures of Jesus. Okay, yeah. And she goes, that's, that's him. him. Wow. So we're like, oh, can we tell you about him, right? Wow. So we, we go into this this lady's house, and she's like, do you mind if I call my family and all my friends? You know, we're like, yeah. So we're in this house. It's just packed out with all these people. And I just share this simple message about Jesus, and I'm like, the same Jesus that heals is here. Does anybody need prayer or need healing, right? Mm. So I give the altar call. Nobody responds. Wow. Nobody moves, right? Wow. So finally, the woman who had the vision pushes this woman forward, and it's her sister, and she's deaf. So, you know, my pride is on the line. The only person that responded to my sermon was a person who didn't hear <laughs> didn't even hear your sermon at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. the deaf come forward, and there was no translation, right. you know? So we sit her in a chair in the middle of this room. We put hands on her, me and the whole team, right? right? Well, she starts shaking and she starts to what I call, refer to as she starts whooping. She goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. And she runs out of the house. Hmm. And we're like, what in the world? And she's chasing the chickens and the goats and the dogs around this little village that we were in. She was hearing the sounds of animals for the first time in her entire life. Wow. So God heals this woman. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I just want to say, you know, I value, I talk about values. I value spirit-led. Get out. You want to have like incredible things take place. Yeah. You got to get yourself in the middle of it. Mm. Sometimes we're so concerned about the never reached, but we don't ever meet the never reached. Mm. We don't ever touch the never reach. Yeah. And by the way, I made hundreds of these trips. They didn't always end like that. Right. You didn't, pl- <laughs> you didn't plant a church every single no, no, time. Not you every out. time. Yeah. But yeah. it happened. Yeah. And the only way for the miraculous to happen is to do stuff like that. I, you know, this whole story might even get cut out of the podcast. No, I don't I, know. I, I, because, I love it. Because I know we went probably over on this. And yeah, the never reach. It's just so big to me. You hear me breaking yeah. up a few times when I talk about it. But yeah. friends, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. Get out there among them. Get to know them. Pray for them. Be spirit-led. Yeah. God will do amazing things. Love it. So, Nick, you know, we've been talking about the never reached, and certainly, you know, you've really helped our region and our missionaries with the videos that you've been producing. So talk a little bit about that. And uh how can people get that stuff? Well, I mean, it's a it's a group effort, it's a team effort. 
And, uh, you know, you've, you've been involved with a lot of the language and, you know, the focus of the never reach. And um, I think when I first actually heard the term from you, I was sort of like, it almost took me as, as a discouraging phrase in a sense. Um, but as we continue to dialogue and even in the creation of these videos, it, this feeling of like getting pumped up, getting hyped up of like, no, they're never reached. So I have to go. It's, yeah. be, it's because they're never reached that we have to go. And it sort of just became this, this mandate and, and pushing of, we have to, you know, push the boundaries, push the limits, take new ground, take territory, all these things. And so I've really enjoyed being able to do that. And as we've been developing it, we've really thought of, of missionaries in mind of being able to use this as a tool to, you know, connect with more churches and connect the church to the never reached with prayer and giving and even, you know, re recruiting more workers. And so, um, I think it's been a really awesome tool, all the videos um, that we've been kind of producing and are going to continue to produce. And, uh, we're even talking about creating material uh, for kids, you know, with, with, uh, yeah. with, with Toby and everything. And, uh, we, we want to be, teaching this uh, focus and, and uh, reaching the never reached, you know, to all generations. And uh, so I'm really excited about it as we move forward with it. Well, let me just say to everybody how much I appreciate Nick, Jonathan Lawrence, Josh Jackson, the team of yeah. people. I know Nick has carried the lion's share of the load, but he's produced some videos that you could show in services and get out to pastors that I just want to say have been absolutely fantastic. If you go to the very bottom of our uh, website, you go, you click team ministry, I think is what it is, the yeah. team site. Yeah. At the very, very bottom, you just go all, all the way down to the bottom of asiapacificmissions.org. And uh, there's a password. It's never reached all small letters. Mm -hmm. I know this podcast is really just going to our missionaries, but you'll be able to download from there yeah. and get that stuff. So uh, Nick, on behalf of the region, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I use those videos everywhere, and they've been fantastic. You've done such an excellent job of sharing the story. Um, whenever I show those, people cheer, and then I say, and our own missionaries produce those. Mm -hmm. These are people who took that footage and, and really produced them. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. Wow, that was incredible. Thank you, Nick, for coming this all this way, and thank you for everything that you guys have shared today. Thank you for listening in, all of you that are listening. Thank you again for serving so faithfully. We are praying for you guys, and we just pray that God will continue to bless you. 